Another installment of Show to View with Mike G, the show of life, the show of whiskey, the show of Ireland, radio, journalism, and so much more with today's guest, Neve Plus of Teeling Whiskey, an Irish woman born and bred, staying and hanging out in Austin, Texas, sharing the wonderful drams of Teeling Whiskey. She has introduced me to some amazing folks, Kevin Hurley, Jack Teeling, amazing Irish community and she's always out there at the forefront of good cocktails and spreading beautiful irish whiskey drams so without further ado i hope you guys enjoy this great chat with neve klusky it was dublin city fm so i used i studied journalism in college right right uh so i became part of the radio society through that uh mostly i did radio plays Oh. Which were super fun. What so, is that like the old, what I would imagine, the 40s and 50s? Like yeah, exactly like that. No way. Yeah, so they needed a female voice and they decided I was weird enough yeah. to join their gang. I lasted, I think, like a month or so and I was like, okay, this is too much dedication. <laughs> These guys are like actually insane, <laughs> but in the nicest way possible. So I did that, then went to regular chat shows and then that kind of sparked me interest in radio over print yeah. journalism. Uh, and through the Whiskey Museum, I got a job with Dublin City FM. Mm. So they just needed news presenters. And then someone dropped out of their like main morning slot. I was like, I'll take it over. It was yeah, Neve really and spot. another Neve as well. So. No, really? <laughs> Neve and Neve. Yeah. In the, in the, well, it, it would have been better if it was in the evening. Because Neve, Neve and Neve in the, the evening. evening. <laughs> it sounds like it's like a tongue twister. But that's like, you, you've got your marketing built into the show. Yeah. Then. But, all right. So did you have... A radio voice. Did you have your boilerplate language that you would use, like Neve in the morning, that kind of thing? No, I didn't. But when I was reading the news, I did. Yeah, I had the whole "Good morning, welcome to Dublin City FM." (laughs) (laughs) Keep it going in your little up and down pattern. But on the radio for the hour, it just it kind of felt natural. Just like conversation. Yeah, because the girl I was doing with the other Neve, Mm. Neve number two, which she doesn't like to be called. We were friends and we did Radio Society in Dublin together in yeah. college. So it kind of just felt like we were sitting there in our living room chatting. Yeah, that's cool. And then it was mostly like current affairs, political stuff. So I had a lot of interviewees. So on how it. did you feel about that? So now you're on the other end. The, yeah. the hunted has become the, the hunter has become the hunted, I guess Feels you could weird. say. <laughs> it is strange, isn't it? But you did you feel like that was something you had kind of some natural talent towards talking to people, yeah. having them open up? Did you quite enjoyed it i loved it the yeah. first and first and second show was a little bit awkward because mm. radio silence is a lot longer than oh, natural gosh. silence yeah no kidding. i was totally aware of that so it just felt weird for the first or second and then once i got the hang of it and yeah. the structure and what to do if someone doesn't pick up their phone for an interview and oh, you suddenly 13 minutes to like fill d- yeah so i used to always have like what's topical which would take me to five minutes and then a song to cover my ass kind of but uh, smart it took me a while to kind of get that 
it's I like swing. I like the, the thinking about it that way because yeah it's, you know I don't know how long we're gonna talk I have a loose idea a loose idea of the narrative right. but if it goes off the rails and you know, we were talking about academia and Patrick earlier and Russell that was a chat with Russell that went off the rails like I didn't right. know how to <laughs> it, was, like, <laughs> it was like I'm not sure how we can bring this back guys but you know you do yeah. and, but it, that's the fun part of it is kind of it's, acting as a ringleader right right and you're like how do you Stop people from talking without being rude. Exactly. Because yeah. we had an hour and it was live radio. Oh, man. So there's no going over. No, right. And you're like, sorry, I'm just going to stop you there mid sentence and uh, <laughs> then I'm you look go like, to this break. <laughs> yeah, then you're kind of like, this person's they're a jerk. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, so, all right. We've talked and we've met in your, you know, this latest chapter of your career with Teeling. And then that is as of October 2016. So I know that. And we'll talk about this visa thing because that's mm-hmm. going to be expiring soon from what I understand. But going way back and your interest in journalism, does that stem from something that you picked up from the family? Was it something that piqued your interest as a kid in high school? Or I guess they call it general school? We call it secondary school. Secondary school. Thank you. Yeah. Um. No, actually. So I wanted to study fashion design. No kidding. Yeah. My dad was like, you already know how to make your own clothes and stuff. Yeah. Why don't you do something practical? If you do journalism, like you can do fashion journalism, you can write for a fashion magazine. And I thought, okay, that's a little bit more practical. Interesting. Uh, stylistically, fashion-wise, who were some of the folks, maybe even movies, designers, like things that you found aesthetically were pretty inspiring for you? I have like this weird thing where I'll have different moods that I'm in that yeah. my, my fashion will change. But I kind kind of like the boho style, okay, kind yeah. of flowy sure. materials and stuff like that. You're in that. the right place for that, then. I know, especially with South by coming yeah. out next week. <laughs> I'm like, wait, it doesn't really stand out here, so let's change it up in Austin. Yeah, but definitely, I'd have more leaning towards that style, kind of flowy, very yeah. open, not like too meta or uh, strange and esoteric. No, yeah, some fashion that comes like that too. Well, does the music come along with it too? Because boho to me has yeah. kind of a scene. I'm a well, I'm kind of a music lover nerd weird kind yeah. of i like everything from like classic rock to house music and i old irish traditional music and everything in between wow. so i i wouldn't necessarily stick to boho kind of so you're you're all over the place but it, yeah deeply entrenched in art oh, it seems like the aesthetic and style and yeah music or things it interests me for sure but I was thinking about my practical cap on yeah. when I was choosing my degree. You guys do that more outside of the States, I find. You yeah. Know, I hear this story a lot. It's like when, you know, my mom was growing up in San Francisco in the 60s. And so it's more like, yes, just follow your Do dreams. whatever you want. Yeah, you're a, a beautiful snowflake. Just right. <laughs> but then it gets really pragmatic and practical with people I meet from Scotland and people from Ireland. That yeah. There. Was that a hard shift for you or it's like well no i'll just be pragmatic about this no because the degree i did was kind of creative as well yeah so i had freedom when we were creating our college magazine i did the design and layout for that oh perfect which yeah. was cool and then with radio society you could make your own shows sure. we had a module in photography and film production so it was a lot of like creative stuff into it too yeah there was one or two modules that were like defamation law and <laughs> approaching social issues and stuff like that where you had to be like oh a little bit crazy. less creative cap right? yeah but for the most part it was interesting i was probably in college 80 percent of the time even though i just turned 18 yeah. legal drinking age in ireland i was out partying like four nights a week 
I love my course enough that I would get up with that hangover and go in. That's great. I mean, some dedication yeah. there. The, I had it easy. Describe the drink. The drinking culture is a little bit different here than it is. I mean, we're, we're you know, we're really conservative in a lot of ways in the States. You can't even buy booze from a liquor store on Sunday, for instance. This mm-hmm. is all throughout Texas. But Ireland, it, not that, I suppose that people feel like maybe the connection between drinking and Ireland is a bad thing, but I don't necessarily perceive it that way. But how how is drinking kind of treated there at a younger age? I, I think it's a lot, we're given a lot more kind of responsibility we're we're taught to drink responsible so i would have had my first beer but it would have been like low abvs Mm -hmm. like alcohol pops and stuff at like 16 with my parents yeah so they were monitoring me drinking so by the time i hit 18 it wasn't a surprise (laughs) what being drunk felt like so i was like i'll just go out a couple of beers yeah so they kind of ease you into it and then they allow you to kind of go drinking at when you're almost 18 a couple of months beforehand you'll chance your arm at like fake id and stuff <laughs> get into the clubs my baby face didn't really work uh so we kind of treat it more as i like to think of irish drink as if it's a marathon okay whereas a lot of americans drink as if it's a sprint oh man that's very true there's not a huge shot culture mm. in ireland we sip our alcohol i like that i think that's better yeah you savor it right yeah if i like something i'm not going to shoot it back because then i can't taste what's it. the point right yeah and, and the other thing too is that i noticed and i'm, I'm very i admire this about ireland is its connection to i'll call it terroir because it is the connection to the land the mm-hmm. cheese and the dairy how that's so heavily protected it just kind of demonstrates how you guys are committed yeah. to quality and enjoying kind of the nuance of food and drink but that that's something maybe people don't realize about ireland yeah, they have this idea that we're all drunks fighting it's, each other really, in yeah. bars. Stupid <laughs> Simpsons, right? <This> yeah. <laughs> Simpsons, Family Guy have done it, everybody, you name it. Yeah. But it's actually not really like that at all. Yeah. There is a high alcohol tax in Ireland. Sure. There's been like implemented for years and years. So you see a lot of people kind of savoring their seven euro pint because they can't afford the second one. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so that kind of plays into it, especially if you're living in Dublin City. Mm. It can be really, really pricey. So beers and stuff, you're gonna pace yourself and enjoy. Yeah, I never thought your about alcohol. That. Yeah, there's a huge alcohol tax. Hmm. It's insane. So it's actually cost prohibitive for some people then. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, I mean, you know, it's like dollar shots on six. Yeah, stuff. I couldn't believe that. It's very strange. We but go, we go to Spain for that sort of stuff. Spain, yeah. <laughs> no, that's see, you're luckier. You got where? Where can I go? I can go to Dallas. Yeah, right? like that's as close as I can go. But you've got Spain. You've got we've Paris. got all like Europe is a great continent. We yeah. can fly around it. Ryanair, beautiful, cheap airline. I know, man. Fifteen euro get you to Berlin or Aer Lingus too is yeah. really cheap. Aer Lingus isn't as cheap, but it's, not. it's still not expensive compared to American flights. Yeah, and you guys are so lucky. Well, I, you know, I'll keep thinking about and those beautiful green pastures in Ireland. I want to make it back. It's such a lovely it's a cool country. Country. So your folks, and I, I always wonder where this creative impetus comes from, you know, this inspiration. Were they in any creative fields or they were also putting their practicality hats on? Not creative at all. No, really? <laughs> my dad was in the army. Yeah. And then he set up his own security company. Uh, my mom worked in a hospice. So they were not very oh. creative. Neither of them can draw, sing, dance. Yeah. <laughs> if you're they listening, enjoy, I'm They sorry. enjoy it though? They do. Yeah. My grandfather, though, is a jazz musician. Oh, cool. What do you play? He played everything, but mostly saxophone, clarinet, stuff like that, singing. Um, he's very, very talented. Yeah. So I'll probably get the creative side more from him than anything. Uh, only my musical 
gift hasn't arrived yet. My <laughs> Sometimes it gets transmutated. I yeah, call it, right? I get it in other ways. Yeah. Like I like to think I can dance, but. Oh, I bet you can. With I a few imagine. drinks, I think I'm deadly. <laughs> me too. Oh, don't even get me started. Yeah. It's something, yeah, you know, never had that period where I was dancing in front of a mirror to, to sanity check it. Yeah, no, I, I just I like, should've. I'm like, nah, you know what? <laughs> Probably good. Then I saw a video of myself once. It's like, whoa. That's not my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Is it hard? You know, I had this thought that, you know, your dad was ex-military mm-hmm. working in security. Was it just a massive uphill battle trying to date? I uh, just don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> just don't, he jokes don't like, like uh, when are you joining uh, the nunnery? I'm like, yeah, it's, it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> just don't tell him anything. He's fine. What He's he doesn't know. He's super right? chill. Like, yeah. my dad is probably way, way less scary than my mother. No kidding. Yeah. Is she also kind of concerned? Does whiskey flow? At the Klusky household. Uh, my dad has a nice whiskey selection. Yeah. But that is due to me and my brother mostly. <laughs> but he does enjoy whiskey. My mom is more of a wine drinker. Oh, interesting. But I did introduce her to some whiskeys and she's kind of leaning more towards them. Yeah. It's just not like, there's not a lot of female whiskey drinkers in Ireland. I didn't realize that. What not, do you think that is? Just culturally? I don't know. Just this stigma. They used to always advertise mainly focused on men mm. and I think that old school mentality has kind of come forward but you can see the younger generation like there's a lot of female whiskey drinkers now yeah uh, as far as I know it's like the fastest category of drinkers that's amazing is I, young females that was something that Jack had mentioned actually a couple weeks yeah. ago was that the level of entrepreneurial spirit and the level of creativity that is kind of bubbling up mm-hmm. un, unseen before in Ireland is kind of causing these things these different patterns in the market yeah, I've noticed it a lot. Like I worked in a whiskey museum, like I mentioned, for a couple of years. And you'd get a lot of younger females coming in, mm. even preferring the drink over their boyfriends and oh, their, cool. their male friends. And I'm like, you go, girl. I love that. Because the old men still think it's it's a man's drink sure. in Ireland. But that's... You know what the irony they're is? They're quite old school still. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, there's a yeah. lot, that's how scotch is in the States, right? Gotcha. Like, like you, you just got to change. Rich white mind. dudes. Mm-hmm. But, but that's really not the case anymore. It's kind of evolving and lots of people are finding scotch accessible and they're finding their entry points into mm-hmm. it but the funny thing is about manliness right so irish whiskey and we'll talk about teeling here shortly which does not follow this rule it's typically quite bland and it it's is. typically low proof and i had when i went i was at a bar in cork and they had some nice mark i can't recall what it was something that happened in the states and i was drinking and i would just drink it neat you know it's yeah. only like 80 proof and the guy's like oh no no you have to water your whiskey down i'm like i thought you guys were manly what the hell is the <laughs> thing here right like so it was, it was almost ironic because they just neuter it even more if you water down 80 proof yeah. whiskey. A lot of like the standard entry level classic style of Irish yeah. whiskey will be lower ABV. It's mostly pot still as well, which is a creamier, softer sure. spirit. Yeah. And because of our climate, you get this kind of mellow, kind of meh flavor <laughs> to it. So kind of foggy. <laughs> if you could describe it in a sound, that's what it'd be like. Uh, so it's really unoffensive, and it's not the manly drink that they think it is. Yeah, it is, but it, 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 they they wear it that way. They do, they yeah. Do. And it was all old advertisement. I looked into this a while ago. Yeah, uh, a lot of like jo- old Johnny Walker stuff. Like it's all male oriented. It's, it's like focused on those guys, but really the women. Are at home now drinking it. And I think that's great. Going the mm-hmm. 180 degrees in the other direction, as I've yeah. seen. 
kind of this past couple uh, couple months. How do you feel about whiskey that's specifically trying to cater to women? I mean, Doritos put out Lady Doritos, or that's like on the pipeline, I saw that which is fucking preposterous idea. Chips yeah. are. It's not like a sex exactly. role thing. There's, There's no gender. gender on Chips are just good. Like, yeah. You, do you ever eat a corn chip and think, man, that's a little... That's a bit for, masculine. That's a guy. <laughs> you know what? I do all do the time. <laughs> Thanks, Doritos. Dude. See, I wonder what kind of fucking reality that we yeah. think like, oh man, Lay's original. Now those, that's for everybody. That's a girly chip. But barbecue, right? those are definitely guys' chips. <laughs> Doesn't make any fucking sense. But, no, I, 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 the same goes for whiskey. I don't yeah. think you should be focused on any one person. Or one gender. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Like, make people feel equal. Right. It's 2018, <laughs> I think. Oh, wait. <laughs> Fuck, yeah, no, it is. Yeah, it, it is. 2018. Yes. We've got it. Well, so how does this creative background, you have a lot of focus in academia too, which is great because you're pursuing journalism and you did get an advanced degree in journalism, it looked like. Uh, yeah, I got an honors degree in journalism. Yeah, which is a bit of dedication. Mm -hmm. Having that degree and at that moment when maybe whiskey is kind of in your life but what do you do at that point like how does alcohol become something that's part of that crossroads and I, I, I say alcohol in a loving way yeah it was completely accidental so I left college I was doing some internships to trying to build up my experience because as you know every job you apply for it's like looking for four years experience right, right. which you don't have straight out of college so I was doing internships kind of figure out what role I wanted to go into in journalism because mm -hmm. there's so many different paths. Sure. Uh, so I kept my full-time job in a tourist office and I was working there like six days a week, 12-hour shifts, which was situated right next door to the Whiskey Museum. Okay. I was basically just offered a job. Because you were thought, right there, right? Because I used to get coffee there for free every oh, day. Oh, nice. So I was like, you know what? A nice change of pace would be lovely or I could have seen myself being stuck in tourism for another 10 years. Man, would it, so it did totally you enjoy that though? Like um, the because tell, tell me some of the things you'd be doing day to day. Are you driving people around or are you walking them around no, the streets? No, it was or? mostly tourist information. I see, okay. So a lot of, where is Trinity College? I'm like, <laughs> right behind you. <laughs> Can I have a map? Yep, there you go. <laughs> so it was very- It's like a call director, right? Oh like, yeah, it was 12 hours of the same five questions over oh, and over man. again. Uh, there was the odd bit of fun. I got to be like visual merchandiser, which was cool. Yeah. But that took a whole of 20 minutes. <laughs> once in The month. fun stuff is like <laughs> yeah. here as I make a small thing and then the shitty mundane stuff. Right. Big, and yeah. like tourism is a huge, huge industry in Ireland. Yeah. So you had millions. I think they've got like 4 million people coming in a year oh, wow. to Dublin, which is a tiny, tiny city. Yeah. There's not many tourist office uh, locations in the city. So we got a lot of footfall super busy and then accidentally ended up in the whiskey museum accidentally accidentally was the best choice I've it's ever funny made. how it's accidental until it turns out good then it's serendipitous. Yeah. like the word changes a little bit you know and then my supervisor there actually made a point that there wasn't enough young females in the industry yeah. so he kind of took me under my way under his wing and was like read this book on whiskey read that do this course watch this video yeah. and then i realized it was really really interesting what did you find particularly interesting about it? Um, maturation process. Mm. I really enjoy. I like the fact that you can change a blandish spirit to yeah. something amazing just by putting it in certain wood. So that really, I really like that. Um, I also like the idea that 
I could travel with this job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not so bad. It's not a bad perk. No, I was like, I want to see the world, but I can't afford to take two years off and travel. Yeah. So I want to work and travel. So Smart it man. worked out quite well for me getting this role. But he made the point that he was going to take me under his wing and I'll be the next big female in whiskey, which Who, has taken a while. <laughs> well, I think you've, I mean, you've just in a few years in the States, right? Or has it been three years that you've been? One in year. Oh, that's it? Yeah, just a year. I didn't realize it was... Yeah, last see, November. See, this is how you've been effective. Because yeah. it seems like, <laughs> no, Eve's been here She's all along. She's a part of She's, furniture. Yes, you're a barnacle of the scene, yeah. right? No, but that's, I mean, that really says a lot about how you've been able to connect with people and not build a reputation of being an asshole. Mm -hmm. That happens to a lot of folks in the brand side of things. Right. So whiskey's good. It's exciting. The maturation process is with healing, especially interesting. The barrel treatments, you know. One of the things that I find especially different and unique, mm -hmm. it gives some amazing flavor. But that match, so when you're looking for that role, right, which allows you to travel, did you have any particular brand that you're like, I need to work with these guys? Because Teeling is at this point, it was 2015 is when this distillery is kind of up, up and coming. They're mm -hmm. building it, right? Yeah. So I actually worked in Dublin Airport in the whiskey shop. Oh, cool. So it's the largest whiskey retailer in the country. No so I got to work with a lot of different brands. So let's say one month I'd be focused on Tullamore Dew. Mm. The next month it would be Dubliner Whiskey and then Teeling. So I got to work with each one of these brands and see how people give their feedback. Oh, it's so cool. And I got to a point, and I'm not just saying this because they pay my bills, but <laughs> I was like, I just want to work for Teeling. Like they have the coolest product. Yeah. They have like all these different styles that haven't been done before. I don't really want to work with other brands. And my boss called me aside and she was like, there's more to life than Teeling's Neve. <laughs> but it's good to have something you're passionate about. I was like, about. well, I'm going to sell this product a lot quicker than I would this random whiskey right. over here. So I ended up being one of her top salespeople. So she let me stay on Teeling for that. She's like, okay. Revenue's fine. revenue, you're right? You're pushing like, it. Yeah. And the day I told her I got the job with Teeling, she was like, she just shakes her head. <laughs> She's like, okay, maybe there's not more to life than Teeling. But I love the whole idea and like what they have planned for the future. Our head distiller, Alex Chasco, I just think is an amazing creative man. He's from Portland, right? Yeah. yeah. He's like seven foot tall and doesn't say a lot, but when he does, it's like a nugget of, of wisdom that you want to keep. But yeah. I, I love his process, his whole way of thinking about these different maturation processes and stuff that got me kind of excited about working with them. Yeah. Uh, and a friend that I used to work with actually told me about this position. He was like, hey, this would suit you. Why don't you apply for it? So I did. I didn't bother applying for any other brand because I was so confident that I would get it. <laughs> um, that's, but that's great. I was it's like, just think positive and it'll come to you. So I How was the applied. conversation with them? It was good? Just out of the gate? It was a good, good fit for you? It was great. I, I had my interview with them in the distillery. Started off super formal. They were sitting up straight. And by the end, they were like slouching. <laughs> <laughs> it went on for over an hour. It was just kind of, it was really nice and wasn't too difficult. Yeah. So I felt like, I was like, okay, these are cool dudes. So at that point, did you know that Texas was going to be your soon-to-be hometown? I had no idea. Did, so they, what, did they know at the point what they would no, use the role for? No, they didn't. So at the time when I was applying, it was Chicago. Yeah. Uh, and then by the time they closed the interviewing process and went through it all, they put on three other markets. So they were hiring for Chicago, uh, I think it was New York, and 
um, Boston. Oh, cool. Was so great. Sp- I mean, you're not going to lose out. Those are all really no. great spots. So I got a call while I was working for Tilly in the airport, funny enough. Yeah. Uh, from the program that we, we go through called IBEC. They're like, hey, we, you got the job with Teeling. Do you want to accept it? I was like, yeah, where am I? They're like, we don't know yet, but are you going to take the job? <laughs> oh, man. I was like, yeah, okay, why not? And then I found out a week later it was Texas, but oh, they didn't yeah. say where in Texas. Because it it's a crapshoot, man. Yeah. I mean, I've lived oh. in Houston. It's fine, but it's big. Like, Austin's got this special I know. vibe to it, you know? So I think it was... They were like, okay, Austin is in between Dallas and Houston, so she can drive easy either Absolutely. way. Uh, and I've visited both cities, and I'm pretty happy with where they put me. Yeah, I think Austin is probably the best fit for me. Uh, I do like the other markets, but I don't love them the way I love Austin. It's just, it's, it's got a thing. And I mean, you know, Patrick, which were, this the last time I saw you was when Patrick was here, Rubu. Mm-hmm. He, it's the same thing, man. Like, Austin has this gravitas to it, and people... When they're here, then you get it. It's almost yeah. hard to, to assess just from afar. But it's not the same as Dallas. Dallas is cool. It's great. Some great people. But Austin, I don't know. There's yeah. something to it. There's a lot of potential. They have a good like cocktail scene yeah. in both of those cities. But doing business up there is a lot more money driven. Yeah, right. Whereas Austin is a lot about your personality and the relationships you build with people, which I think is a nicer way to get you know what's really business interesting? done. Yeah. I completely agree. And the future of mm-hmm. small to medium level distilleries, it's all going to be built based on those relationships, not the big brands. Yeah. Because they're going to have the money to buy people ultimately. But the the thing that I found interesting is, and these are both great products, but so the McAllen and Glenlivet, they will always pump money into Dallas right. and Houston, but they seldom do any education here in Austin. Really? Yeah. It's very strange. Now, I mean, JP De Luera, he's a great guy mm-hmm. in San Antonio. But yeah, Austin is like number three to them because they haven't really tapped into it for right. the relationships. And it's a massive, it, it's a lucrative place for these companies, you know. It is. And I feel like Austin will be the next big kind of craft cocktail scene. Absolutely. So it is worth getting in now right. while it's taken off. Like if, if you think about all the people who are moving here to Austin as well. Yeah. It's going to blow up. It is. But they need to dedicate one person to this place. So maybe they just don't have the person yet. I don't know. They, maybe eventually. But the, yeah, with people like you churning out results and really expanding the awareness of a brand, I mm-hmm. think that serves as a great litmus for bigger brands, you know, to say, oh, shit, we should probably invest in somebody just yeah. to be in Austin. There's so much capacity for growth here. It's probably the best investment companies can make. Yeah. Is right. having a full-time representative just saying how great your brand is, coming from a regular person who's right. not related to the owners or something well you are irish yeah that doesn't hurt no <laughs> if anything that does let the message resound just you know a little what? bit that, deeper it has helped me a lot not <laughs> gonna imagine. lie if i'm like doing liquor store demos they're yeah. like oh you're irish i'll you buy put, that you put that accent on no okay i'll take two bottles <laughs> good day sir thank you very much <laughs> thank you very much well so i want to talk about teeling of course which has been very inspirational for you you've built this romance with the brand for some time now it sounds like and i find it astonishing you know you brought i think it was the 23 year that was finished in saturn that yeah, was one 24 that was 24 yeah. thank you i always fucked up i was like jack it's the 23 year. I was like 24 i'm like oh it's even older than i thought Thanks. i think it's because we we have a 33 as well i guess so i don't know why i can't figure it out but it's a very interesting expression using saturn barrels to finish this ice whiskey mm-hmm. strange strange flavor to it but really lovely and then you have 
small batch, the single moss, single malt, right? Is the other one? Yeah, and the yeah. single grain. Single grain, thank you. What's the one that's finished? Because I've had them all now a couple times, and that class was yet another instance of me having a lot of whiskey in one sitting. What's the, which is the one that's finished with also red wine barrels? So we aged the single grain entirely that's in it. Cabernet Sauvignon barrels. That's the one. That's so bad. it is. It's super unusual. Dude, it's so cool. And yeah. once I didn't put that together the first time, like when I spoke to Kevin, actually, which is another time I met you, Kevin Hurley, I didn't put those two flavors together. But that night with Jack, that was the time where I was like, shit, I can finally taste the wine. Yeah. And it just punched through. And I'll never forget how unique that tastes. And it's, it's such an interesting kind of expression because it's not a huge category we have in Irish whiskey yet. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of hate behind single grains back in the day because mm. people just... Of course, it's distilled in a column still, so it's higher ABV, right. less alcohol, less or less flavorsome, I should say. So people didn't know how to treat it. They didn't know how to age it. Mm. So it's nice now that you have these newer brands like Teeling. We have a couple of other single grains released in Ireland that, that do, do use different barrels and age it properly and treat it the way it should be. Yeah. So it's a category that's growing, but it was nice that Teeling kind of got in there early, yeah, started kind of playing around with it. Yeah. And it really it shows off. Like, it is a fantastic whiskey. It's probably our best seller in liquor store demos in Texas. No kidding. Just because there's a lot of bourbon drinkers here. Right. It's kind of a similar finish to mm-hmm. a bourbon it's made with corn. Yeah. So people like that easy transition yeah, from we, bourbon to Irish. Those big old Texan dudes. Yeah. Right? They they're like, well, that. I like bourbon. I'm like, well, <laughs> try this. It's Irish bourbon-ish. Yeah. Don't no, quote that's, me legally. But, no, yeah. but that's a good way to put it. It's it, express. All bourbon is for the States is, yeah. our, is our jazz, right? Got it's the only thing we've been able to, well, and I don't say this in a negative way, but it's one of the only things we've been able to introduce and create wholly mm-hmm. from the States and then share with the world. You know what I mean? Brandy was done kind of elsewhere first, but bourbon is it. That's for us. And so Irish whiskey, it's the same thing. It's yeah. the state song, the national anthem of both Ireland and then That's bourbon it. here. That's how I, I hugged them. Yeah, see, it's like, good. It's, it's bourbon. But made in Ireland. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Take my product. Bye. How many, there's some new, you know, it's funny. Jack always gets really excited talking about, I got these new barrels that I'm going to just play around with. I think that the, do you gather from the culture and the folks that you work with at Teeling that it is a very vibrant and innovative kind of culture there? It is for sure. Um, you can tell Jack talking about it just gets so excited. Yeah. I've been up to their warehouse and I've seen all these kind of strange barrels that they're using. Uh, it's it's nice to see that people are going away from the ex-bourbon and sherry barrels and yeah. trying something new, breaking away from the fact that Irish whiskey is boring and bland, like you mentioned earlier <laughs> on, actually making it something fantastic. Yeah, it's with... I think it's funny too because it's out of necessity. I mean, that's one of the reasons Scott, when Scotch production, they're using sherry barrels because that's what they could get. Yeah. So now it's like bourbon barrels are everybody needs them for everything. Right. So now it's time to kind of look into these other casks. And I, I think it's, all, that's it's also, gonna, it's price as well. Sure. They're cheaper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Makes okay. sense. You don't want to. I can't imagine how much a Saturn cask is. I wouldn't even know where to start. Dude, to that's, that's an incredible yeah. money, I imagine. So you're just coming up on a year now mm-hmm. in Austin. Obviously, the connection with Teeling is a great one. The connection with the Austin community has been really, really impactful. How do you? How do we get you to stay? I mean, there's this thing called a visa, right? It's like kind of a problem. 
Like I can only stay in London, for instance. I think it's like ninety days max, and then they kick my ass out. Yeah. So you get a is it a year? We get an eighteen month. Eighteen visa. months, okay. So mine technically ends start of May, but then you have about a three week grace period where you can just chill and hang out, and yeah. then slowly make your way out of the country <laughs> before they catch you. But so, um, I mean, how does that feel? You know, I've heard you joke about finding a suitor so that, of course <laughs> you can get, They'll just get married yeah no problem yeah no problem you know enough about these guys but like how does it feel though that perhaps you're going to be riding off into the sun, sunset here in may um well it's a funny question about visa we are looking into different options right mm. now with the company we're working with because i think they've realized that 18 months is too short right for someone to build a relationship and then kind of pass it on to someone else. Sure. So we're exploring that right now. They're, like you said, very difficult, so I don't know how that goes. Mm. But at first, when I found out it was 18 months, I was like, cool, I only have to spend 18 months in this country. Oh, right, <laughs> only, I'll be out. Only, I'll be out. Because I, I wasn't in love with Austin for a solid, like, six months or so. Yeah. But now that I'm coming to an end, I'm kind of like, oh. That's this marriage thing keeps looking close. better and better. Yeah, marriage might not be the worst thing ever. <laughs> My mother and my grandmother would probably kill me, but <laughs> it's worth it. They can come visit me. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of scary that there is an expiry date yeah. on Austin. But I'm hopeful we'll find something. Do you, how long do you have to be away before you could come back for another 18 months? Oh, I, I don't know. See, what? we're actually on graduate visas right now. Oh, okay. So the program that we're on is run through a college in Ireland. Oh, cool. So technically, this is like my 18 month work placement oh i see so i'm interning so if you got a, a senior position or whatnot maybe that could count as another role that would extend the visa yeah that'd be good so if they if our like sister company our our importers yeah. decided they want to hire me as a teeling focus specialist that would be one way around it oh that's really that's smart i bet yeah. you guys can pull that off so there's certain things that you got to jump through but yeah we're as, working on that being here kind of on your a different island altogether the island of which they call it an oasis it's kind of mm -hmm. like its own island anyway right it's kind of like the europe of texas i've that's, heard that's right yeah does it get lonely being away from family for so long and not it, necessarily yeah it did at the beginning i'm not gonna lie like i said it took me about six months to really find my feet yeah it's a slower pace of life here mm. it's so relaxed coming from dublin city which is kind of like a mini version of manhattan oh really like you've got all these tourists around, all these people, you're constantly going, you're doing four or five jobs at a time and then coming to Austin where everyone's like, it's 10 o'clock too early for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, it'll be done. It'll get done eventually was a weird transition. Mm. Austin is not like anywhere I've been in my life. Yeah. But I kind of love the quirkiness of it now. It just took me a while to get used to it. It is different It's pace. a shock. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're used to running all the time, having to slowly jog is a strange transition yeah also walking down the streets and not fighting with seven other people to get by oh yeah yeah it's nice well i guess until next week oh good then so bye do you have to do is is there much plan in terms of activations or parties that you've got planned i've, I've a bunch of uh events with the irish consulate here in austin oh cool so i have two with them and then we set some other stuff up around it saint patrick's day always falls on the last weekend of south by it's such a that is in, an insane thing it's yeah we're not really an irish like a saint patrick's day brand yeah but still we're an irish whiskey company so we're going to do something with it 
So finding accounts that are quiet enough to actually do something I know. cool yeah, is, is hard. So you kind of got to go a little here. bit. Like more north to get away from the ruckus. I think want. I'm going to do something with Backbeat. Yeah, cool. So it's, it's close enough to downtown that you're going to get a few people, but from past years, they said they don't get super crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got to really be down, downtown. That's where yeah. everybody is, you know. It's kind of interesting. And this will be your second or this will be your first South This will be my second. Okay. I was here last year, but it was kind of new to me. Sure. So I didn't set up a lot of things around it because... I didn't really understand what South by was yeah. uh, until I was in the thick of it. But it was insane. Like parking goes up. It's fucking, cabs go it's up. It's a racket, like, man. Oh, why? Do, why? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Uber got smart too. They they did a flat rate because Lyft's one of the sponsors for South by. Oh, really? I believe that they're the sponsored rideshare. So Lyft or Uber came in and they said, you know, we're going to do flat flat passes, which is awesome. You pay That's five bucks good. and then you get... Because they want to capitalize on a lot of people that are yeah. here. So anyway everything changes yeah it's harder to get a ride it's harder to get into places it's hard to fucking walk on the street yeah you know? it's kind of a it's a quiet time for brand ambassadors and reps and stuff yeah but it's super crazy for the bartenders and you i, I do feel sorry for them oh, that they're, they're slammed yeah pretty much every day they're well, all there's money too days. though right that's the one good thing about it yeah at least they get paid but it's a weird time for a brand ambassador because you can't do your everyday job. Right. You can't meet with bartenders. You can't meet with buyers. It just, it wouldn't be fair. Mm. That's a, I never thought about it that so way. So it's a good opportunity to visit other markets. That's a good point. But I don't know. It's hard traffic too. So, yeah. but I sound old and like be bemoaning these fucking things. Like traffic is terrible and things cost much. And I sound older because my voice is all deep. I, I'm, an, I'm an old man. Yeah, that's true. Inside. My mom always says like. that about me. <laughs> yeah, I don't buy any of that. Like I don't like that loud music in those bars. And <laughs> why do they have TVs on here? Right. <laughs> Two whiskeys in though, it kind of does. The old man comes back out again. <laughs> it does. That's right. So I've got a few questions left for you. You know, well, I'm sure we'll all get together and find a way to keep you around for another year and a half. So that's good. I'm just gonna say that that'll happen, so I can feel at ease. Let's currently. think positive. That's yeah, what I'll, I'm like. Exactly. Yeah, I'll plan my september even though i might not be here <laughs> yeah the power of positive thinking yeah it actually is a thing and i do believe at times it really does work so we're going to say that that's you're mm -hmm. going to be here in september we'll catch a dram in the fall when it's yes. nice so this i asked this question of everybody right and i asked if you've seen this probably a couple times now at this point but let's say you're sipping the single grain or rather yeah is that the one i keep mix, mixing my favorite is the single malt okay so we'll yeah. do single malt. i'll sip the single malt and this is anywhere in the world, doesn't matter necessarily where. And you can sit there, enjoy a few drams, and have a conversation with anybody, living or deceased, who might Ooh. you like to just sit, have a conversation with, and have some good times. You ask this question, and I still get kind of like, who the hell would I pick? <laughs> I don't know. I, I definitely would like a comedian yeah, that's of smart. some sort. Yeah. I don't know if you follow Irish comedy. I wish I did, but I don't. There's an Irish comedian called Tommy Tiernan, mm. who is probably one of my favorites. And I just think he would be hilarious to sit down and have a whiskey with. Yeah. He's one of those people who has pure, dry humor. I love it. That I love. Uh, he'd probably be my comedian. That that's that's pretty good. I you know. I like what, to have a laugh. It's much better than talking about the world's problems. Right. I don't want to sit down with like. <laughs> like Margaret Thatcher or yeah. something. <laughs> So tell me, yeah. No, what was I'd your thought on policy with <laughs> Germany during World War no. I would, I would prefer to sit down with a with a comedian. Yeah, 
I like that. That's good. Yeah. A little more lighthearted. Lighthearted. I thought maybe, you know, too, you'd be like Warhol or something. He'd be strange, but I think it'd be yeah. interesting, right? Getting to think and drunk. It's hard to say what that would amount to. Yeah, there'd be a lot. I definitely, I should have thought about this in the way I knew it was coming up. <laughs> no, but yeah. it changes, you know? It's like I'm in the mood for this or that. Some kinds of people I want to hang out with right now, other kinds I don't, you know? Yeah. I like how fluid. But you also want a musician around. No, that's a good point. To play the songs for you. Yeah, no shit. But they don't start crying, though. They drink too much whiskey. Yeah, That's true. the problem with musicians. So they can't hold feel all the things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so last question then, because you have managed to, again, cement a really great reputation in the world of whiskey in a short amount of time. Obviously, I don't feel that there's any ceiling for you in terms of education or working with other brands. But assume, let's just say that you completely and adequately fulfill your duties with Teenling. What might be the next step for you after that? Creating a brand, designing a brand. What What are you thinking? Um, I'm quite happy with the kind of role I have with Teeling. Mm. Uh, I like organizing events and throwing events. So if I were to step away from that brand, yeah. I would still say stay in the Irish whiskey category because it's something I'm passionate about. Yeah. But maybe more towards kind of event planning and event management. Mm, interesting. I think that would be fun. It is good. Because you kind of get to put your own flair and twist on things. Yeah. As long as you had a company that was open to your kind of input creatively, I'd be do okay with that. Do you have a characteristic type of flair that you, that, that is like the Neve thumbprint on an event? No, because I like to go different every time. But really? one thing I really want to do is a circus themed event. A circus themed event? Yeah. Because I, I love like acrobatics yeah, and yeah. like aerial silks and stuff like that. I what about love, tigers? You like tigers? Yeah, I love tigers. Maybe you have to get a weird insurance policy for it, but that might be good. Yeah, or we could dress a local bartender <laughs> up in a tiger suit. <laughs> easy, easy. You know, on those onesies, it might, it might like be less, but I would yeah. love to do a circus event. Oh, that's interesting. I was looking into it before. Not that I could probably afford to do it right now, right. but they have, you know, aerial silks. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so they have bartenders who bartend while they... Are, are you kidding spend, me? Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I actually... Did it back home in Ireland for a couple of years, and then you were you were able to do. I didn't bartend. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I I did it here when I was in Austin. I was speaking to one of my instructors, and she told me about it. She's done it before. Oh wow! So I think that would be a really cool kind of quirky thing to do. I like that. Nobody steal my ideas. No, I doubt they will. <laughs> People are lazy. Yeah, so you'd be fine. I think. I think that would, like if I got better, maybe I could do it. Like I need to up my bartending skills too. Yeah. I've got like six cocktails under my belt. That's about it. <laughs> that's enough, especially if you're kind of like at a high height there. Yeah. It becomes a bit challenging. I, d I don't think stir cocktails would work very well. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't know. If you get spinning, because there's like that weird angle, right? Where you yeah, can spin. you can like spin that's around. That's kind of like emulating a stir. Yeah. Now, I never thought I would be talking about aerial stuff like this, but this is good. It is just a Tuesday afternoon. It is. So, you know, it's been a pleasure getting to chat with you now, but honestly getting to know you through the other people that you've brought around and really appreciate the support it's been lovely getting to know you and i think that you know that what you've done for teeling because you love it has been more impactful than many other brand people i talk to Cause it's like oh I, i'm this thing it's yeah. like no i don't i don't buy that no you actually <laughs> like you love this stuff yeah i do and i think i didn't necessarily have all the qualifications for the job yeah. but i think they saw that i can talk to people you can't teach someone personality and you can't teach someone passion. Absolutely not. Yeah. So it's definitely more valuable for them to 
invest more in maybe teaching me the business background of things. Yeah. No, that's the easy part. That's all that's the book stuff. That's the easy stuff, part. Man. Anyone can do that. Absolutely. It's hard to walk into a room and be yeah. charming. Just Same goes for all of our brand, brand ambassadors across the US. Everybody has their own unique kind of personality. Yeah. I think they put us in our markets very well. They they chose good, suitable cities for us. And like like they said in our training, it was like, just be a nice person. <laughs> That's it. Just don't be an asshole. Don't be the drunkest in the room and just, just be a good guy. That's it, man. Just be cool. The ethos of don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. You don't even have to be like super fake. Just just be nice. That's right. How hard can it be? Yeah. So I think I think they had the right idea when they chose us all. I think so too. You've done really good work. It's been again, Thank you. it's been so cool getting to know you and sipping with you too. So we'll have to keep on doing that. And I'll keep finding more craft irish whiskeys on my trips home see there you go yeah i have I, a couple i'm falling short in this relationship <laughs> Neve. i need to like kind of bring yeah. it up i don't know what i'm bringing to the table here so but i appreciate you taking the time out thank you talk soon yeah cheers thank you well there we have it you know we want her to stay in austin as long as possible before heading back to ireland we talk about that a bit but neve kluski is a great friend of this industry a true passionate fan of Irish whiskey and no better personality so bright so lovely so charming to be out there talking to this whole community about these wonderful drams from T-Link whiskey so Neve, thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with me we will find a way to keep you in Texas we will try our very very best so thanks everybody for listening to show to view with Mike G no matter if you think Hulu is really pretty good except the UI is kind of kludgy at times or if you're thinking Deadpool 2 Fucking yes, I definitely want to see Ryan Reynolds being a very offensive superhero. Please, keep dancing.